0: Yo, welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, July 13th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you've had a great, great weekend. And hope you enjoyed your week last week. I took a week off to start the month just to refresh and get ready for the second half of the year. But I'm back and I'm ready. Before we get started, though, I just want to say thank you to all of our first-time listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning Thank you so much for your continued support. Please continue to share, like, and um, spread the message and the news with the Between the Dream podcast. So I wanted to take this week as we get ready to start the second half of this year to talk about something that is near and dear, I believe, to the heart of everybody in some way, shape, or form. Whether we show it all at once or not doesn't really matter. I think we get hit with it at different times, and that is triggers, right? And so there are so many things that can lead us into spaces of being triggered. And I think, unfortunately, with the world that we live in now and the society that we live in, one of the things that we've seen is that with the conversation of triggers in general, people try and utilize it a lot when it comes to um, basically using it as a a a pun to tease or to make fun of right to to simply say like oh watch out they're triggered and and really not understanding i think um some of the bigger implications and issues behind it right and so what we would usually as people who claim to be good-hearted Um, have done is we've weaponized somebody else's pain. We've weaponized the triggering of somebody else and we utilize it now in this capacity to where um, it's a joke or it's used to, to a degree, torment those um, that might view things differently from us or that might just be a different kind of person when it comes to their own personal experience, um, things said and things done. And so I want to kind of try and help in two ways here. The first is uh, I want to, man, I just want to straight up condemn those in that capacity. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know this is not something that I would normally say or do, but I want to put it out there. Like, we we need to do a better job of, as people when it comes to not weaponizing this idea or the fact that somebody else is triggered and using it as a ploy to continue to, um damage or hurt or, you know, vilify, whatever it might be. And so I think that's the first piece that I want to do here. But then once we get past that, what I want to do is actually talk about some ways to actually deal with triggers. For those of you all that are dealing with triggers, right? And triggers happen in so many different ways, right? Uh, When we talk about the mental health piece, right? It's definitely there. But I think as we really take a deeper dive into the conversation of triggers, it really takes on more of the fold of what we would call the emotional health side, right? Triggers for many of us are tied to our emotions. They're tied to emotional experiences. They're tied to um, circumstances and even people that have Affected Our emotions, whether good or bad, um, it's there. And so when we talk about dealing with our triggers in an attempt to have a better mental health in an attempt to try and live a a more prosperous life. Right. And I'm not talking money. I'm talking internally rich. I'm talking um, our, our spirits being satisfied and good. I'm talking joy and hope in peace. I'm talking about experiencing love. Like these are the things that make us rich, right? And so there are several things that I want to encourage you all to do. So let's jump straight into it, right? Here are a few ways that I believe can help you as you get ready to jump start into the second half of this year when it comes to dealing with your triggers to help you with your mental and emotional health. The first thing you got to do because of the fact that there is such a huge tie when it comes to our triggers and our emotions is that it is so important for us to get familiar with our emotions. We have got to take the time to learn our emotions, to get an understanding of them, right? Like get familiar with, you know, what makes you tick, get familiar with how you feel in the moment, get familiar with the ebb and flows of your emotions, get familiar with the moments where you're happy or the moments where you're sad and not just familiar with those moments, but the why that produced them, right? Right. Like, why do I feel this way right now? Why am I in this space? And so I think when we do this, what it does is that it allows us to become a lot more aware with the emotions that we have. And then it helps us to essentially start to kind of gain a, a sense of control around our emotions, right? Second thing I want to do is, is become aware that you are triggered, right? when you can get in tune and get familiar with your emotions you you do tap into that why you feel whatever it is you're feeling right and so what that does is that it helps you in those moments where you are triggered to immediately identify and say hey this thing is triggering me this thing is making me feel some type of way i feel this immense amount of sadness right now i'm feeling completely drained right and What happens is, is that it leads you into that second point of being able to become aware that you are triggered. And when you become aware that you are triggered, what you then do is you can now start to identify what the trigger is, right? Um, Determining what triggered that emotion for you. So important, and so I think we've got to make sure that in our awareness we can then start to determine what it is that triggered us and triggered that emotion. The next thing that I think is so important for us to do is recognize that we have. Um, an emotional reaction or that we are having an emotional reaction. Many times we kind of just go with the flow and, and when we're not in tune with our emotions, when we're not familiar with our emotions, we can think that we're just doing things on a whim and that, oh, this is just me, this is how I am. No, the reality is is that many times we're having emotional reactions and responses, but we don't always know it, right? And so I think that as we get in tune with the 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 emotion of it, the feeling and all of those things, It helps us to recognize that we are having an emotional reaction and then this is what it does. As we have those emotional reactions, it allows us an opportunity to become responsible for our reactions, right? We can now start to gain some kind of steam and um, control over the reaction, right? Like we literally, the word responsibility in that is so important, right? we become responsible for our reactions. One of the things that you notice many times is that when people are triggered, their emotion has been uh, kind of shaded or whatever the case might be. Emotionally, they're having a response. Emotionally, they're having a reaction. And what you tend to find is that as you have that first initial emotional reaction, it doesn't stop there. When we're triggered, and definitely when we don't get a hand on uh, quick enough, What we tend to do is that we will dive deeper into that response. We will become more and more frustrated. We will respond in anger. We will allow this thing to carry on for days at a time. We will allow it to torment us. We will allow it to continue to follow us in what we do. And what I'm saying is, is that you do not have to do that. You have an opportunity um, to truly take the time to become responsible for your reactions so that you don't have a crazy ripple effect that will continue to cause unnecessary responses and reactions as you go through this, right? Um, I think also too, one of the things that I want to encourage is just a clear understanding of what the emotion is related to, right? Because there are certain things that trigger us in the moment, right? We can identify the present moment trigger, right? We can identify that trigger in the now, but at the same time, what about the thing that took place in our lives in the past, right? That kind of links us back to it, right? What's taking place in the present that's linking us back to the past? And so we've got to start finding the relations within these emotions as well. I think when we can do that, what we will do is is get an opportunity to see some of the past issues and circumstances, and maybe gain an understanding too that we need to close some doors on some things in our past. We need to be able to get some healing and 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 get some true freedom from some some things that took place prior to this moment, prior to this time, so that we can truly walk into a, a healthy area of freedom, right? And then also, finally, I want to give you all this because I think it's so important, right? Um, We've got to start getting ourselves into a space where we can work on shifting our emotional state. And why is this so important, right? Shifting our emotional state is essentially going to be the foundation that will help us to not continuously be triggered in the future. Right. And so when we talk about being able to shift our emotional state, there are some some things that we've got to be able to do. And it it takes time. Right. And so as we identify those emotional triggers to um, hopefully shift that emotional state, several things that we've got to do. The first and I want to really encourage this is that you have got to be patient with yourself. I cannot stress this enough. Right. I cannot stress this enough Um, in the spirit of trying to avoid and or change your triggers and shifting your emotional state. You've got to be patient with yourself. It's not going to happen over overnight. Um, And in that, I think that, too, I want to encourage you all in the being patient with yourself not to run away. And what do I mean by that? A lot of times what we tend to have happen in an attempt to heal we have to be able to go through the pain in an attempt to heal we have to be able to go through some of the turmoil some of the ugly the bad the indifferent that's taken place in our lives and many times when this happens right we immediately say oh this is triggering me i've got to go now listen respectfully i want you to be able to move when you need to for a time but understand that at some point in time you've got to be able to come back to that very thing if you ever truly plan to heal. You can only move out of the room and run away for so long before you have to face this thing and understand that you're not seeing these things so that you can be re-triggered, right? We're not having conversations so that this can make you sad all over again. What we're doing is having the tough conversations so that we can allow those emotions that are being triggered to be released, and as we release those emotions, we can start moving forward in the healing process. Another thing I wanna encourage you all to do when we talk about shifting your emotional state to avoid or change your triggers, right? Is to change your lifestyle, right? This is so important when we talk about old habits. Many times um, when we're triggered or when we are hurt, when our emotions have been shot, when things have happened to us unjustly, One of the things that you will notice a lot of the times is that um, we tend to uh, cling on to coping mechanisms or things that make us feel good in the moment, but aren't really good for us, aren't beneficial, and actually don't have our best interest at heart, right? And so we've got to be able to break some old habits that we have developed from Those moments in times, excuse me, where we were hurt in the past. Next thing I want to do is give you all some encouragement when it comes to taking time out. Right. When you need some air, when you need to get away, understanding, though, that it is you taking time out, not running away. Right. Understanding that I'm going to take this time away to breathe, to think about what I've taken in already And then after I can get myself back to I'm going to I'm going to tap back into this. Um, And then I think finally, I want to just encourage um, you all when it comes to the fact that we have some unavoidable triggers, too. This is what I put in my notes. And so I think it's important that in the moments um, where we have those unavoidable triggers, um, we've got to do a few things. So. Earlier doing the Mental Health Awareness Month, in a few of the posts that were put up, I talked about this idea of how we label our emotions, right? And so one of the things that I really want to encourage you all to do in moments and times where you have been emotionally triggered and it was unavoidable, I want you to take a moment to just take a step back and pause it all, like just stop, pause it all and take a moment to pause with the intentionality on labeling your emotion, right? And when, I think this is important because um, how is this emotion impacting your body, right? Um, How how is it making you feel? What is it doing to your mind? Um, And I think in that, what you tend to find a lot of times is that in the moments where you've been triggered, even though things seem crazy in that state What you tend to find yourself doing is in that pause, you are able to not only label, but relabel your emotion. And then I think also make a conscious decision on how you choose to move forward in what you have labeled and or relabeled. I also want to encourage you all to practice some of the opposite actions for the negative emotions that you have, right? Many times, I know for me personally, when I feel like crap, you know, and I've heard people say this about like ladies when, you know, um, on, on bad days, like ladies might dress up, you know, really well when they don't feel good on days. Guys tend to do the same thing. And so in that, right, how do we take that moment to shift and practice some opposite actions for the negative emotions that we might be feeling? I think when we can do this, what we tend to find is that we have. Um, to a degree, forcibly put ourselves in a position to where we have not allowed ourselves to just sit and wallow in what we feel with what's going on. But we've actually taken the chance and the opportunity now to kind of sit in strength, to, to gain some true strength behind it all and to put action behind it that can negate and fight against um, what we're feeling. And then finally, Uh, And I promise I'm done after this. Um, I want to encourage you all when we talk about uh, shifting the narrative on dealing with your triggers to create positive experiences um, that can lead to, I think, some good positive memories and moments in your life. And this one is so important because what we tend to, to find is that. A lot of times triggers come from bad memories, right? But what happens when you can take the time to start creating some good ones, some new ones, um, some activities with friends or family members, or maybe even some of your own leisure stuff that you can do? And in this, how can it help you? How can it be beneficial for you? And what could the change look like when it comes to the fact that you have been able to create better memories and allow that to kind of be, um, the guiding light, you know, allow that to be the consistent thought, and and that urging and desire to want to do that more, to want to have that more. These things are so important, and I just want to encourage you all with it. I love you guys. Listen, you're not losing in life, you're not failing, you're simply between the dream. Make sure you follow me: Instagram Richard.taylor Jr., Facebook Richard L Taylor Jr., LinkedIn Richard L Taylor Jr. as well, and of course Twitter is at Truly Made. Can't wait to see you all. Of course, RichardTaylorJr.com. Talk to you all soon. Peace.